For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, I hope that you were, you've already discovered that Jason Karp has been on another episode and he shared his story. And in that episode, I also gave you his background, which is I'm kind of impressed by. He's a child actor. He wrote screenplays. I mean, for writers, that's like the dream come true. So I'm not going to give you a ton of that this time because I want more time to talk about to Jason about some of these things that really interest me that he's doing. So one of the reasons I wanted to have him on the show is because he's doing this amazing thing with youth groups. Well, he's also an author, which I always enjoy, especially fiction writers. They're my heroes. But he's doing this thing called Jason. Welcome to the show. I'm going to make you share the name of because I just realized that I wrote an incomplete sentence on your program that you bring to churches. So let me back up and say, welcome to the show, Jason. I'm really glad to have you with me. Wonderful to be back, Kathy. Okay. So tell us the name when you, when I just know people are going to want to find you and they're going to want to invite you to your, to their church. I want you to come to my church and talk to the youth because you use so I think one of the most compelling things that is happening right now, interesting to young people are all these Marvel comic movies, and you use those as your segue to talk to youth groups about Jesus and to young people about Jesus and also their parents. So tell me then, like if people are looking for you, they'll find you at Jason Carp, K-A-R-P-F dot com. But what do they look for on your website? When you come to my website, you'll learn a little bit about me, of course. And you will see a page um, listing my books, both Christian sci-fi novels and Christian textbooks. And you'll find out about my live appearances. And my ministry specializes in a a live um, study series called Christian Sci-Fi Night with Professor K. That's okay. I just punched speakers and I found it. So if you're looking for it, there it is. Sorry to interrupt. No, keep telling oh, us no. about that. I'm so fascinated by what you're doing. And really, it's one of the most hopeful things I've heard of in a while, Jason. I've, I grieve so much that our churches are seem to be withering. And I wonder, how do we get the young people back in church? And when I heard what you were doing, I was so excited. I couldn't wait to share it with my friends. So tell us a little bit about how that works. Well, we get together for a night of fellowship. We watch classic and current science fiction from the original Twilight Zone to The Mandalorian. And we enjoy it. 
have a little pizza, some popcorn, and then afterwards we discuss as Christians and um, talk to each other about what we've seen and the biblical lessons that we can find in something that's just meant to be a piece of fantastical entertainment. And we must not lose that. Enjoy, and I mean it, enjoy science yeah. fiction. Yeah. Lord, Lord knows I do, and I have my whole life since my mom, my late mother, God rest her soul, the screenwriter and sci-fi fan used to watch with me going back to my boyhood in the 60s. Enjoy. But remember, God is everywhere, and God's lessons are everywhere. Yeah. And Way to get closer to the Lord joyfully. You know, I, I, I'm really appreciating some of the themes of what you're saying because sometimes I do feel a little guilty. I, I'm so wide read. There, there's so few books I have not. I mean, there's probably lots of books I've not read, but I've read so many. And I had a kind of a science fiction phase for a while there. And my daughter picked up on that, and she loves science fiction. Many people who listen to our podcast will know Anna. She's one of my favorite co-hosts. I love it when she's on the show. She's an educator and an artist, but she and a big time reader. And so I heard her the other day explain she had a child ask her. Someone, one of her students, came over to to be at her house to do some art or something. And while he was there, or his maybe his mom was there, he noticed her sci-fi collection on her shelves. And he wanted to borrow the most recent ones that are popular with that age group. And she said to him, I'd really like to, to loan you this classic book first. I'm happy to loan, loan you anything, but if you, if you read the classic book first, then you're going to know all the insider jokes and references that these, because science fiction writers do this. They get real geeky about the whole genre, right? Absolutely. Love the references. Love the salutes. I've got a, I use them throughout my books, too. I'll call characters a certain something or a, a ship a certain something, you know, a certain name. And, um, yeah, you get your geek on and you know what you're, um, what you're um, paying homage to. It's fun. Yeah, people love that. It's kind of like its own club. It's insider jokes and insider references. Yeah, yeah. so she encouraged him to do that, to read the classics first. And I kind of like that because I feel like in some ways people are getting more and more extreme. And and, mm-hmm. in a, and, rather, and rather than being creative, extremely creative, sometimes I think they're going a little extremely dark. And mm-hmm. and I worry about having that more demonic influence in our culture. So that was one of the things I loved about your book, The Deliverer. It was so fresh and light and, and beautiful to me, Jason. And it was very page-turning, entertaining. So that was good. I like that. They're all, all of that made me very happy. And, you know, there's plenty of, car, yeah, plenty of car crashes in it, but a little romance, too. Uh, so that was fun. So That's- I when I'm writing, you know, my style, a whole lot of stuff blowing up and a yeah. little bit of kissing. little bit of kissing. Yeah, I love that. It was sweet. I was I don't know if it's fair to surprise you with a question, but uh like this one, but I was a little uncomfortable because 
in your, I don't want to give away too much here, but in the storyline of the deliverer, you did kind of have a sexual tension between the two and she was still married at this one point. And I thought, I know, I thought, well, I didn't know if I should commend you for being brave because that is reality many times in life, especially in the context of what she was experiencing. But then also I thought you're, I don't know. I really wanted to ask you that on air. How did you decide to be that? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, you weren't timid well, about what you wrote. Well, I'll tell you exactly how. Okay. Um, absolutely. What you're talking about are the two major characters in my book, The Deliverer. The yeah. Deliverer is a man named Bren Van Allen, who is a celebrity uh, d- during Civil War II, the year is 2038, and Amazon-style deliveries have been turned into a blood sport. The drivers are armed. The porch pirates are armed. And rich people love to have those brown boxes brought to their, their gated communities while the drivers and the porch pirates battle it out on the road, and the whole thing is covered in streaming entertainment. All the cars are covered with with cameras and everyone's watching it just like ancient Rome in the Colosseum. Bren Van Allen, the hero, is a combination, when I wrote him, of um, Gladiator, the movie from 2000, Marcellus, the, um, the army general who's betrayed and sent into slavery, and becomes the greatest um, gladiator of Rome. He's a combination of him, combination of Desperado and the Eagles song, You're Losing All Your Highs and Lows, uh-huh. and not least, Tim Tebow. The deliverer, uh-huh. all this Roman orgy of violence, is an evangelist, and he uses his social media fame to spread the gospel. A lot of people love him, a lot of people hate him. He gets a new customer. Beautiful, mysterious Olivia Durant, who lives in one of these luxury communities, who starts being highest bidder for the deliverer's services. And yes, one night during a thunderstorm, the deliverer is um, staying over because the roads are impassable. He's down in the guest room in the basement of this giant house. Lightning strikes, lights go out. The deliverer is a trained engineer. He's trying to fix it. He's down in a dark hallway wearing nothing but his jeans. And, yes, he's very fit and handsome. <laughs> Olivia, going on, she's in her nightgown. Yeah, I'm, I'm not pulling any punches. Don't, Olivia, tell, don't tell the story. I'm afraid, you're, I'm afraid people won't buy it if, they, if you give away too much. <laughs> it, was, it was fun the, reading. Know what they're getting into okay okay you only have two minutes olivia is married to the primary villain who has abandoned her and i'm just going to leave it at that do because i want to ask you we have give me one soundbite if parents feel uncomfortable with sci-fi what would you suggest they watch for as their as their children begin to develop a taste for sci-fi you got to do one minute or less the standard things, sex and violence content. Don't reject sci-fi out of hand. Don't reject it because it uh, emphasizes science. If anything, remember science is 
is given to us by the creator. Yeah. And is abused, bad things happen. And that's the essence of sci-fi, people playing God. And we learn, as I teach, playing God leads to trouble. Yeah, that's really a great line. I'm going to quote you on that. Uh, playing God leads to trouble. That is so true. We we can always all remember that all the time. That That is really profound. This has been really fun, and we're going to have some more fun conversations. I'm going to pick Jason's brain about, that's kind of a bad uh, image, isn't it? I'm going to ask him a lot of questions <laughs> about how parents can really give their children some great guidance and enthusiasm for sci-fi when we come back. So stay with us. We'll be right back. This is uh, Fireside Talk Radio, where we speak truth with a Texas twang. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You ought to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Want to move from coexisting to cherished? From isolated to influential? Hi, this is Kathy. Just for you, we have two books out now devoted to creating better conversations, life-changing conversational adventures. Marriage Conversations, From Coexisting to Cherished, is 20 chapters packed with easy, practical ideas. This is the book I wrote for my kids. It's brimming over with personal stories and stuff I learned the hard way. Then, The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations explores over 40 different ways Jesus launched the woman at the well from lonely to leadership. You can find our books with our wonderful publishers, Cross River Media and Elk Lake Publishers, at local bookstores or at Amazon.com. Buy two, one to read out loud to your hubby and one to share with a friend. Order yours today and have your own conversational adventures tonight. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home, where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio where truth and Texas twang meet. I saw my Welcome my back. Now, I am so excited to get to ask Jason my questions about how, as parents, we guide our children to love fiction, especially science fiction, which I personally do love, and yet give them some direction so they don't get... I just feel that lately it seems it's getting darker, some of the science fiction. So I want to really know how to manage those parameters. Jason, thank you for giving so much thought to this topic. 
Well, as a father and a grandfather myself, it's very important to me, too. Yes. Okay, so with your own grandchildren, tell me, how do you manage what they're, like, Anna and I are big on, you don't, you don't censor your kids reading, but you do give mm-hmm. some direction to it. So tell me how you d- give direction to your children and your grandchildren, on, especially in, when it comes to science fiction. little bit of research. Every book, every TV show, every movie has got information about it online. Take the time to learn about what your kids are interested in or may be interested in. I am a firm believer that, that the mom and dad of the house make those choices with love and, and purpose can just find out what's going on and then you can you can make the decisions that way i agree um just um out and out censorship or fear of media is wrong we control it. now it's much harder to control in this place i'm not i teach media studies and social media i get it so I'm not I'm not trying to be blasé about this, but right. the there and so, see. Oh, sorry. I, I'm glad you're bringing up social media because that is really a huge hurdle for young parents that I did not have to face until my third child. But the first two, we missed all that, and it, it really was a big a big change between our two daughters and then our son who came along a little later. Mm-hmm. And the, the studies are there of the harm that social media does to young people by filling their heads with unreasonable images of physical perfection, the cool lifestyle. And we've always had these, these bad images and temptations. And um, all media can be a, a source of this, of bad influence or good influence. We just have to be on top of it as parents. And yes, there's more work than ever. But when you look at documented studies of, of teenagers having depression, yeah. being, being bullied, mm-hmm. you know, age guy um, doesn't have enough muscles and he's not, um, uh, not having enough um, romantic conquest, to put it gently. The girl is not um, some Barbie doll image of perfection. Mm -hmm. This is wrong. And it's also, of course, emphasizing the world, not God, and the beauty that God sees in every one of his precious children. Yeah. It really does away with the variety, too. It stereotypes everybody into one image, which none of us can meet. And, no. and and God was so painstaking in creating us to all be so unique. It, it, it is um, a direct it is a direct contradiction to His glory. I think when we try to put everybody in the same cookie cutter. So I, I see the danger of social media. I, I really, of course, prefer books. And I have a couple of grandkids who would spend the whole day in a book if you let them. That's they love them. To, they love to read so much. 
And then I have a couple of family members who just tell me bluntly, mom, I'm not going to read books. I'm going to watch it in a video. So, I mean, that's a pretty big gamut, even in just our family. Um, I'm, I'm really surprised anybody in our family would skip a book because we love them so much. <laughs> but it's true. There are people in our family that would just prefer to, to watch it, you know, watch a screen. And so mm -hmm. for those, I, I think I just love what you're doing with youth groups, because I think you've really hit on something that the church may not be. Many churches may not be savvy enough to understand they can actually take that and use it as a hook. So tell us some stories about how that's working in some of the churches that you've been to with your program, Christian Sci-Fi Night, with Doctor with Professor K. It um, is publicized as just what it is. Let's enjoy science fiction together, and let's talk about it as Christians. And what it serves to do is I mean, no disrespect. I think everyone knows what I'm about to say, what I'm getting at. It uh -huh. serves to de, de churchify the experience. Ah, uh, uh, go, go to church, learn how bad we are and how we're not supposed to be having all that fun and we know better and everyone's got uh -huh. their eyes. This, this very old idea of the strict church, the punishing church. The yeah. unimaginable church. And um, I believe, I'm a worship musician. I, I play bass and, and some guitar. And uh, I love when the spirit flows and to take yeah. all of my training and experience and use it to glorify the Lord. And I, I look to the history of music in the church in the past 50 years of embracing rock and pop as my driver for my sci-fi ministry. People have it. learned, let's meet people of all ages, where they are, what they're enjoying, and show them God is there. It's about connecting the heart. It's not, tr it's not about trying to wedge people into some box called church. And that's what I strive to do. And my ministry is there to bolster the ministry of the church that is graciously hosting me. And I am very proud to say that Christian Sci-Fi Night bridges generations. Yeah. I get, I get dads bringing their teenage kids in. I get grandparents with their their um, with their kids who are middle school and up. Yeah. And how many here, what can we do to get all the generations together in church? I'm not saying I've got, got the total answer, but I've, I have something that God's blessed me with that we can enjoy. I love and that. that. That's what it's about. And, and it's about not having a lot of preconceived notions as to how we do church. Mm, just, mm. Let me just be real clear to everyone listening. This is not some hippy-dippy kind of approach where maybe we'll bring up Jesus in a whisper at the end so we don't offend anyone. No, Christian sci-fi night. And this is all Jesus all the time. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. in a way, 
that uses the master's gift for storytelling and parables, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. connects with people with the things they enjoy, and I repeat, should be enjoying. You know, if if you're listening in and this theme of music is really appealing to you, I want you to find Jason Karp at jasonkarp.com. But I also, Jason, I want you to know about this too. I want you to look for a, a website called Leading with Music. It's a dear friend of mine named Mark House who has started this, and he he is a trainer, and I mean, his story is pretty amazing, too. Uh, Like, he has stories about being in the same room with Steve Jobs and so forth, but he has taken music to a new level in training big corporate types and using the music to to gain the attention and the interest and the lessons for those employees that are eager to be trained. So I, I just love the, the tie there, the tie-in of meeting people in the music or in the stories, in the science fiction, the Marvel comics, the things that we all love in this culture, this very imaginative, creative American culture that we live in. I love using those things to tell the story that reminds people that we have the op- opportunity to know a real living savior. And I just think what you're doing is so impressive, Jason. I I was really excited about getting to interview you and talk to you a little bit about what it can look like at church when you get young people in the same room talking about something they love. So I'm and it must be done. Yeah. So it's the future. And again, we love and guidance. I, when, um, just the other night, I was showing um, a classic episode of Twilight Zone, and uh, and one of the dads, um, you know, was asking. I mean, his son was a little bit on the younger side, and I explained what's in the episode. I said, "There's no blood, and how violence is discussed, and but not carried out, and so on." And that gets back to what you were talking about: how can we make sure to keep the demonic out of it? Yeah. Just investigate. At the same time, there there are there are difficult subjects, danger in the world. I mean, yeah. for example, my deliverer, and I'm so glad it has a lot of action in it. I tell everyone it is equivalent to a PG-13 movie, like a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Yeah, and the level of violence, the threat. The romance between a woman who's still married in name only and the deliverer, who is a widower and a good Christian. But, um, oh, I'm just going to say it. he's all man and she's all woman. Okay, and now you, th- you, have, you have less. We're going to have less than a minute left on this episode. So I, I want you to think about the last thing I hope to tell people is like, I want people to know that even though we've been talking about some topics like demonic uh, influence, mm-hmm. we we serve a mighty God, and his enemy, the devil, is defeated. So even though we're living in a culture that seems evil, we know that um, Jesus is, is he's already conquered that enemy. So we mm-hmm. need to keep that in mind as we talk to our kids. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, Jason. I just wanted to be no, sure no. I said that before we closed. What do you have any other thoughts before we say goodbye? Well, absolutely. I was going back to the love scene and the deliverer, meaning upon hearing this, you decide 
mom and dad. If the book is right for you and your family, you decide what's out there that is good for your family. But make sure that your imaginations and your hearts are wide open because God is everywhere. God is in science fiction. The devil is the father of lies, and he has been defeated. Let's rejoice in our victory, and let's have fun doing it. With stories. stories. I actually write a chapter of my book about how fun is a spiritual discipline because whenever a family has fun, somebody has made the sacrifice of planning and orchestrating Mm -hmm. and and you know making sure that happens. So this has been a fun conversation with you, Jason, and I'm so grateful for it. You're listening to Camp Crafty Fireside Talk Radio. So we thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Jason, for being with me. Oh, it's it's always a pleasure to be with you, Kathy. Thank, thank you for having me back. My pleasure. Okay, so this is Truth with the Texas Swing, and we look forward to being with you next time. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang. Oh, fellow. Got in peace.